Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the first installment of Video Game Exam with Neko. Today we are going to be talking about Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a prequel to 2010's Red Dead Redemption. On this episode we are going to be talking about the gameplay, the story of Red Dead Redemption 2, and the online, how online plays, and basically how the community is like. We're going to be analyzing all of that but first, we're going to be talking about the game. So it was released late last year, from when I'm recording this now. It's around 2019 now, released on October 2018. I pre-ordered it, actually. It was one of the first games I actually pre-ordered. The only games I've actually pre-ordered was Black Ops 2, which was 2012, and then Red Dead Redemption 2. Those, these are the only two games I've pre-ordered, so you know it's pretty good. I pre-ordered it, and I got it on release, and it was it was actually pretty good. I it, I'm just gonna give off my first impressions right now. It's it was pretty good. I got hooked into it. I can remember an entire day where all I did was sat on my couch and played the story to Red Dead Redemption 2, and it was it was pretty nice. But basically, if you've never played Red Dead Redemption 2, the main protagonist is Arthur Morgan. This is set in the late 19th century, mid to late 19th century, and it's basically a western shooter uh, made by a rock star. Uh, if for some reason you don't know about Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar, the same people who created the Grand Theft Auto series, are the people who made Red Dead Redemption 2. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, you can't really expect Rockstar to mess a game up. I, I'm sure they have, but right now I don't think they're probably the most perfect gaming company out there. Like, there's, they have a lot of good games. But on my initial, initial playthrough, I, it took me about two weeks. But that's, I mean, I got a lot of stuff during the release, I got sports, I got school, and I got work and all that, but I'm sure I would have finished it a lot earlier, but it took me two to three weeks to finish the entire story, even, like, I played the game for a good amount, I spent a good amount of my day playing the game, and I still somehow spent that much time playing it, and that's really nice. That's definitely one of the pluses, for me at least. I mean, some people might say that the duration of the game is bad because it takes too long to complete, and I get it, you know? If you're not that invested into the story and into the game, I can understand how having to play hours and hours just to complete the story can get frustrating, especially, I mean, I don't know the perceptions of someone who's coming into this game from the outside, so it does make sense as to why, you know, some people would be complaining about the duration of the story, because I came into this game knowing full well that I'm going to enjoy it, because I enjoyed the first installment, but there might be some people out there who this is the first Red Dead game that they've ever played, so it makes sense. It's a valid compl complaint. But I'm going to start with the story, of course, because that's the first thing they released, and that's basically the most hyped thing. The Rockstar leaked during the pre-release stage. So, the story of Red Dead Redemption 2 starts at Coulter. If you don't know what Coulter is, 
it's basically the stage that's what the name of the settlement is it's the stage after what happened prior to the story which is a robbery up in Blackwater uh, by the Vanderlyn gang and they robbed a bank and then they fled up north to Coulter which is a an abandoned snowy town or snowy village or whatever it was but that's the f that's where the game first takes place over at Coulter and basically that's where the game gives you an idea of how it's going to play it's the tutorial and kind of the introduction point for the entire story that's where you meet the Vanderlyn gang you know you got familiar faces like uh, Abigail and then you got oh yeah and Dutch of course and oh man I'm forgetting all these side characters Bill uh, Javier that's where you meet all those familiar characters from the first game and then you get introduced to other characters like Mary Beth and and all, all of them just all of them I forgot the name of that mean old woman I haven't played a game in quite a while but yeah that's where Coulter is it's actually a really nice portion of the game like it really really felt like home I actually really enjoyed that stage but then that's where you get the feel of the game you rob a train that was actually one of my most favorite parts because it was just so good like the fog and how the sun was setting and everything like doubt the dusk setting for that train robbery was the best setting that was such a good setting also when you're going into that house where you first meet Sadie Adler that's that was so good I, I knew that I was going to keep playing this game at that point of the story. So that was just really nice. So let's skip forward, skip past all the chores, as I like to call them. And we switch to our second and first main outpost, uh, outpost, camp, which is Horseshoe Overlook. That was when I was fully amazed at how amazing this game looked. Because when you first get there, you see, you know, it's just camp, and then you start walking around the the outer edges of the camp, and you see all these views of the mountains, and that was just so nice. I actually really appreciated that. So Horseshoe Overlook, that's where you first meet, where you first meet the other crew members like Charles, where you go buffalo hunting, and then he goes and confronts those two men who have been paid to kill some buffaloes. And then, you know, you get a brush with the law, and then you... This is when the game kind of moves a bit faster. In Horseshoe Overlook and Coulter, it's... It kind of moves a bit slow, but after Horseshoe Overlook camp, it the game moves faster. You go to Clemens Point, which is basically a camp in the swamps, and then after that, Shady Bell, which is a mansion in the same general area near the swamps and then Lakai and then Beaver Hollow we'll talk about Beaver Hollow later but we'll f get into the key locations in the game so Saint-Denis you first get to that place when I believe that the official way the game introduces you to Saint-Denis is during the portion of the game where Jack Marston gets 
I abducted, for lack of a better word, and goes to Angelo Bronte's mansion, and, you know, he goes there, and then there's this entire debacle about, and you gotta do just a bunch of chores, that's what I'm gonna call it, a bunch of chores, that you get him back, and it, it's just, the key scene that I can recall from Saint-Denis was that scene with the street ki street kids, where they they offer to guide you around the city, but then they steal your your satchel, and that that was just a really nice part of the story. I actually really enjoyed that because you never saw that you, you never saw that in any other game. Like I really liked having to traverse through all the alleyways and all the roads and all that. Like that was a really nice part of the story, but. That's also where some bad stuff happens, but we'll get to that. And then we'll talk about Guarma. Guarma is a, an island that is incorporated to the Red Dead story, and it's basically... I actually do not get why, <laughs> like, the significance of Guarma to the story. I mean, I guess it's just Rockstar flexing their muscles, kind of like what they did with North Yankton and Grand Theft Auto V. It's like... Hey, we made this entirely new map that you can't go to, but we'll show off, show it off to you because we can, and it looks nice, doesn't it? I feel like that's what Guarma basically is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they could have entirely, they could have wrote the entire game in the general, in the Red Dead map, but you know, I mean, it's a nice addition to the game. Don't get me wrong, but. It's, I don't know, man. But I really like that part, actually. That's, that's it kind of reminded me of pirate movies. Or, and weirdly enough, Castaway. I mean, it makes sense because it's a beach and everything, but Castaway. But, Guarma. And then we'll talk about Beaver Hollow. So upon returning from Guarma, you see the Vanderlyn Gang, whatever is remaining of the Vanderlyn Gang. Uh, taking shelter in Lakai. It's basically another abandoned swamp house, house in the swamps. And when Lakai gets compromised by the Pinkertons and the law enforcement people, you venture off to Beaver Hollow. And your introduction to Beaver Hollow was, oh my god, that was terrifying. You know how they were told about cannibals and all that shit, and then you go there, and then there's these people. That was the creepiest mission in Red Dead Redemption 2. I did not like that mission at all. Beaver Hollow, and then you set up camp right in front of the cave. Like I hated that. I absolutely hated that. Like why would you set up camp at Beaver Hollow? That was my most disliked camp out of the entire camp out of the, all the camps in the game just because of that also because that's where the story kind of takes a turn for the worse you know they had all these good times and now it, it just it's, it's just sad because at this beginning of chapter six at the beginning of the final chapter of the main story it gets revealed to you that Arthur has tuberculosis, and 
you know, he does all this, he cuffs and then he falls off his horse and goes to the doctor. And then he, it gets revealed to him that he has tuberculosis, which he got from getting cuffed on by that one man who he, who he, uh, loan sharked. And yeah, that's where he got tuberculosis. And that's just basically where everything is sad. I mean, during that part where Arthur gets, or gets like the symptoms of tuberculosis actually showing up in Arthur, that was the saddest part of the game for me. Like I even felt sick during that part just because of how, you know, you, in the earlier parts of the story, you see Arthur is this one healthy man who can do a bunch of manly stuff and then suddenly he gets sick with tuberculosis and he just he's just not him anymore and then add beaver hollow to that like why i really hated that place i hate that place with a passion just because of how just because of how all these weird people are in that place i hate that place but yeah, all that weird people, it's just not a pleasant time for Arthur Morgan or the Vanderlyn gang because, you know, the people, the gang members are starting to doubt Dutch's leadership. You know, he keeps making these promises about going somewhere and being farmers, but he never follows through. He just keeps going on robbing people and robbing stuff, and it just never happens. So that's a really unpleasant time for the Vanderlyn gang and the player but then the ending came and it's basically a divided Vanderlyn gang it's John Marston and Sadie Adler and Arthur Morgan and at the end you have this final standoff with Micah who turns out who as it turns out has been the rat this whole time and then you know he, Arthur gets beaten up a lot of times, Micah gets beaten up, but then they both escaped, Dutch came out of nowhere, and he escaped with Micah, and then Arthur just died right there, up on the mountain that the final battle took place in, and that was the official end of Arthur's storyline, and I never watched any videos about the game before then, and I legit thought that was the ending of the game, but then the game just goes up and he's just like he, he just bites you back up he's like hey you can play as John Marston and that first scene of the epilogue with John Marston is the one where he is driving or riding rather a wagon to Valentine no Strawberry I think I'm, I'm not sure actually but he's riding a wagon up there talking about books with Jack, looking for work, and then as it turns out, there's a guy in a ranch who also, who hires John Marston, that was, and that was actually one of my most favorite parts of the story, that whole ranch hand part, where John, you know, works for this, for this ranch, and he just does a bunch of stuff, that's just, in, after all the stresses, after all the stressing stuff that happened, in chapter 6 and Beaver Hollow in that camp it was a really nice it was a really nice touch to put in that whole ranch working in the ranch and living a normal life with John and but
you know, John's a criminal, and his work always catches up to him, and Abigail wants him to be different, you know, he, she wants him to be a dad and put down the gun, but John just can't, you know, he's an outlaw, he can't put down the gun, so she runs off, and John meets with Sadie, and after that, it's, I don't want to get into it, but it's just a bunch of quote-unquote chores, you meet up with everyone, uncle and all that, John buys the ranch that he has on the first Red Dead Redemption, and he meets up with his wife and son again, and then they live happy until it's the official ending of the game where you go up to the snowy mountains again where you started and face off against Dutch and Micah and that ending was actually very interesting because I did not expect that ending to I expected the ending to be just like any other game you know where there's a bunch of hard people I mean there were people that you had to kill to get to Dutch and Micah but it wasn't difficult you know it was it was challenging but it wasn't impossible and when you got up the top you get into a Mexican standoff with Micah Dutch and John Marston which is you and that was just really unconventional that was a nice touch where it was just a big, a big dialogue session with them and that was really nice I I I wouldn't say Rockstar executed that perfectly, you know, because I'm sure that they could have did something way better than the three of them standing in a circle and just standing in a triangle and just talking to each other about I'm I'm sure there would have been a better way to execute that, but um that epilogue part was so good that I'm just really happy. I'm I, I'm willing to overlook that, that just because the epilogue was so good. And then Dutch shoots Micah, I think. No. Sadie comes into play. I'm actually very... I'm not sure who shoots Micah, but Micah dies. And then Dutch just walks off into the distance. And then we take Sadie back. And everyone lives happily ever after. Until Red Dead Redemption 1 happens, then everything goes bottoms up. But we'll, 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 we'll talk about that at a later podcast. So that's basically the story. I There were some parts to that story where it got really boring and really... What's, what's a good word? Grindy? It got really tedious. But for me, you know, I, I, I was really invested to the lives of the Vanderling gang and Arthur Morgan and John Marston so that's not an issue for me but for some people it might be but I can see how people would make that criticism but yeah it was nice it's it's nice I really like how they made you move camps and all that that was a really nice touch alright now that we've talked about the story we'll move on to gameplay the gameplay in Red Dead, I would say that it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not, it's not unique, you know, it's not unique, I've played GTA 5 before, and it's really not 
at all that different from the game playing GTA 5. Although I will admit that the movement is a lot smoother. The movement is way smoother in Red Dead, but it's really not that unique. As with gunfights, I will say that the gunfights are actually pretty nice. The gunfights feel amazing, but yeah, I, it can get frustrating, you know, with the gunfights at some, at some points, but that's part of the game, you know. Sometimes they give you way too much enemies, and they just shoot through the stuff, and you just keep dying. But that's that's fine. Like the gunfights feel amazing. Killing people, killing enemies, feel amazing. I really like how you could hug tie people, and pick them up and all that. That was really nice. I re I really like gunfights, although they may have been a bit challenging at at certain times. It's not all the time. At only at certain times. I really liked the whole auto-aim thing, so I wouldn't say it's challenging as in like challenging like Dark Souls type of challenging, but yeah, it, it, you know what, it can get tedious, the gunfight, I guess that's what made it challenging because you just rush off and you think that you can do all this and then you just die, sometimes you need to take stuff slow. Sometimes you can just rush through it. I, I'm an impatient motherfucker. I try to finish the game as fast as possible, but... Yeah, it resulted in me dying a lot. Although the Deadeye actually kind of helped at certain points. Now, the environment. The environment. Man, I... This is... If the game excelled in anything, it has to be the environment. The environment feels really alive. Like when you go to Saint De Saint Denis, Saint Denis, Saint Denis, it just feels alive. You got wagons and you got people walking around. Like it, man, it, it just feels alive. You know, you got you got the docks. Like, bro, it feels alive. That's all I can say. That's the only word I can think of that can describe the environment and Red Dead Redemption 2. As with nature, the nature is kinda lacking. You know, I wish there were more threats to you when you went walking around in the woods, but I guess it does make sense. You know, like, you can't put a bear in every single forest. So, the nature, it's alright. But, you know, I'd rather take the roads and go through nature, you know. It's nothing to be excited about but yeah just it's just the towns feel very alive even the small towns like the swamp just north of Saint-Denis like that, that that was really amazing they really give you a feel of how busy or how how quiet the town is and that's that's, that's pretty good all right now we're moving on to online oh man online Yikes. I I will say that the people in Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, the other players in Red Dead Redemption 2 Online are nicer than people in Grand Theft Auto 5. I, I recently played Grand Theft Auto 5 Online and, you know, I would just walk up to people in Grand Theft Auto Online and they just shoot me right there. 
for no reason at all. They would just shoot me. But in Red Dead, there, there are those people. But in general, people are pretty nice, you know, because I, I guess people are just more chill in Red Dead. Like, I don't know. Even though they, even though they have more tools to make your life a lot harder for you, you know, like the lasso, you can use the horses, and yeah. But in generally, people in Red Dead Online, they're really nice. I wouldn't. I I, I would, at least there would be. The probabilities of you meeting asshole in Red Dead Redemption 2 online would probably be actually I'm gonna say it's 50-50 you know there are still those people who just runs around with armor and all that and just kills people but for the most part people just want to earn money and we'll get to that later hunting and fishing are a big part of the game I've noticed that a lot of people actually hunt in Red Dead. They don't just stick in the main towns, although a majority of people are in those towns. But there is a massive uh, base. There's a massive desire for hunting and fishing because it's the easiest way you can earn money. If... Jeez. Sorry about that. It's my alarm. But just the hunting and fishing like if you go out into the woods there's a big focus on getting good pelts and good animals to kill and to sell of course but I will say that it does take some time to earn money you know it's kind of like GTA 5 there there probably be some good pelts, but they'd only sell, like, a couple bucks, and, you know, it really depends on what you get, and what you kill, I mean, you can put a lot of pelts and carcasses on your horse, so, it's, uh, I feel like hunting and fishing are a big part of Red Dead Online, and it is, because when I played with my friend, uh, we mainly spent most of our time, if we wanted to get money, hunting and fishing and it's a really relaxing time especially fishing because I mean Far Cry does that you know but it, in Red Dead it actually feels like it means something you know so yeah it, there's a big focus on hunting and fishing and if you enjoy that then this might be the game for you but I will say that it does get grindy again you're, you're, you'd be stuck, what, 30 minutes out of the woods looking for a good pelt. And then when you come to the butcher, you'll, he'll probably only give you, what, 5 bucks, 10 bucks? I can remember my best hole was $20. And, yeah, it does get grindy. But that's part of the game. As for missions, there's not a lot of missions right now. Ah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of missions right now. I, there's the Land of Opportunity missions, but I haven't finished it yet. But I, th I believe that that's not really it doesn't last that long. Like it, if you play a good couple weeks, oh, yeah. 
but I do hope that they add some more missions in online. There's races and all that, but I really wish there would be more missions, like the ones in Grand Theft Auto 5, you know, where you have to do something and then put it here and then do, do that, that, those kinds of missions. I wish they add more of those. But, yeah, not a lot of missions right now. If you're looking for any good, for a good co-op experience online, you're not going to find that much. Yeah, but the Land of Opportunity missions are pretty good, I'm not going to lie. They're pretty good. Although, they're not abundant. People think online is dead, that the game is dead, and I do believe that, in a way. I do believe it because you know it it's kind of like it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto 5's little brother you know it has almost the exact same features but it doesn't it, it doesn't deliver the same way that Grand Theft Auto 5 does that's why a lot of people think it's dead because I guess Rockstar just thought that the game would be like Grand Theft Auto 5 and I wish they I wish they ventured off from that model like Grand Theft Auto 5 and made it more unique my god fucking phone it keeps vibrating but I do wish that they ventured off from that Grand Theft Auto 5 model and made it more unique because that's the only way you can save Red Dead Redemption 2 online because if you remake it as a uh, 19th century Grand Theft Auto 5, no one's gonna play it, you know, because everyone can just go ahead and play Grand Theft Auto 5, like, Grand Theft Auto 5 is a lot cheater, cheater, cheaper nowadays, so, I, yeah, I really wish they would venture off from the GTA 5 model, but, of course, there's I'm sorry about my phone, guys. I should have silenced. I put put this on silence, but but there's always negatives to this, you know. There's a massive level gap, this disproportionate level gap in the game. I'm a lower level, so but there would be sometimes people running around with armor on, or sometimes they'd have. Okay, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here, but. How the fuck are bows the most OP weapon in the game? Every time I play Red Dead Online, there has to be at least one high-level person with a bow. And either they're really good with it, that they can just headshot you one shot, or they have explosives, explosive tip arrows where they just shoot it at you, and then you get blown up. Why, I really wish they'd balance that out, at least. Because I hate being killed by bows in missions. Like, in, in player versus player missions. I just absolutely hate being killed by, by a bow. You know, you're in the middle of the 19, of the 1800s. With all these guns and gunpowder. And then you get killed by a guy with a bow. I just really dislike that. But there is a kind of disproportionate gap, like what I said with the armor, 
Some people have better horses. Some people have the bows, have better guns, and it's just... Again, not everyone in Red Dead is an asshole, but if you do find... To, if you do run into an asshole in a Red Dead game, in a Rockstar game, which is bound to happen, then it gets really difficult, especially if it's a higher level guy. So, but generally, you can go into pretty fair firefights with people if they're using firearms, so as long as you utilize what you have, but the bows, man, I hate the bows with a passion. So, Red Dead Redemption 2, it's a really nice game. I really, really like the story. I don't know if I'm biased because I played the first Red Dead Redemption, but it's a really nice story. Even though it is a bit lengthy, which I do like, but some people might not like. I really like the characters. I really liked the concepts. I really like how they told the story of the Vanderlyn gang. You know, yeah, I, that's, I really like the story. Gameplay, it was alright. It's not anything revolutionary, but it's alright. It's definitely not something you should say when in an argument about <laughs> about the game sucking and you're on, uh, yeah, I, it, it's alright, you know. It's, it's an alright game. Gameplay is alright, the story is awesome for me. And online, it can use a bit of a bit of a touch-up. You know, I don't want it to be Grand Theft Auto 5 version 2. I want it to be Red Dead Redemption 2 online. So I just hope that Rockstar does something with with Red Dead Redemption 2 online that will reignite the interest of the Rockstar community because right now it's really not anything special Red Dead Redemption 2 online but there is a potential there there is a potential and I just hope that Rockstar can find a way to unlock that potential and make Red Dead Redemption 2 online unique and not just like every other Rockstar game well they only have one online game which is they only have one big online game, which is Grand Theft Auto 5, but yeah, I hope they do something with it. I do not want Red Dead Online to die. I want it to stay alive and keep fighting. Okay. Well, that's the end of my... I forgot what I named this, man. I... Is it video game exam with Nico? I think. That's the end of my exam. That's the end of my review. I hope you guys liked this podcast. This is my first review podcast. So, yeah, the, your support really means a lot to me. So, please, if you're watching on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're watching this, there should be a link to my channel on my podcast description. And tell me what you think of my podcast if you, if you made it this far. Right? Just now and tell me what game I should play next. Just go on any video and just comment. Alright. I will see you guys on the next video game exam with Nico Podcast. Hope you have a great day and I'll see you then.